Hello, hello, good body, dear one. My name is Philip Kwate. Today, too, I want to share with you the word of God. By God's grace, I hope this message finds you in good health. I pray that as the word of God is coming, God will open up our hearts and He will give us understanding of His word. In the name of Jesus. I pray wherever that you are, may the Lord touch you, give you understanding of what I'm going to speak to you. May you open your eyes of understanding. And at the end of the message, you shall be a blessing. Amen. Now I'm going to speak about different dimension. You see, in every human's life, God demands, God demands growth. And in fact, in every business, whatever that human engaging, human, human, humans are looking for growth. Oh yes, when you give birth to a child, you expect that the child should grow. So there is growth in everything. That's why I want to speak about a different level dimension in the evangelistic ministry. In every ministry or in every office of the ministry, five-fold ministry, uh, when God calls you, he gives you an initial state or initial level or stage where the things that you'll be doing, you must be, let me use the word, you must be doing 10 years time to come should be different from the things that you were doing when you started or your initial start or your initial place of ministry. You see, it, it must be different because you must grow in the ministry. Now, I'm going to speak to you about different dimension, a dimension that we have to attain in the evangelistic ministry. Now, I want to speak about Jesus and his works on earth. We know that Jesus Christ operated in other four ministries. And most often, we if you read the scriptures carefully, you get to know that he operated more in the evangelistic ministry. Oh, yes. Yes, he operated more in the evangelistic ministry, going to places to places, speaking about his father, speaking about the work he, he, he has come on earth to do, and blah, 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 blah. It was more of reconciling men to himself, reconciling men to God through himself, reconciling God, men to God through himself. And... You see, the evangelistic, the, the prophetic ministry is one of, of the ministries if it is unleashed upon an evangelist. I'm talking about a dimension of the prophetic ministry. It could be a gift that you can receive. It is not a, it's not, it, it may not be your office. But when God releases a blessings of it upon your life, it, it's going to make the, the evangelistic ministry so effective. And this is what I want to talk about. Yeah, it's very important. If you read the book of John chapter 4, verse 16 to 31, Jesus said to her, go, call your husband and come, come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. That was Jesus speaking to the Samaritan woman. When he met a Samaritan woman uh, at the well, Jesus tried to speak to the woman, ask the woman to give him some of the water. But the woman was like, how can you, a Jew, ask, ask for water for me, a Samaritan woman? You know it cannot happen. You, you, know, you know it's an abomination. It doesn't happen. So the woman was like, you see, Jesus was speaking to the woman, but the woman was not giving yes. And she was trying to prevent Jesus. She hadn't 
got him to know who Jesus was. So that's why she was doing that. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, let me even tell you today. Today, you can be a man of God with Kerika. You speak to people and they are still rejecting you. How much more you are not with Kerika, you are speaking to people. Jesus was without Kerika, trying to ask for water from a woman. <laughs> Uh, and the, the woman, the woman that was a Samaritan woman, that Jewish people don't talk to them. The woman was like, "How can I give you water? Who are you? You know, you see." But Jesus did something powerfully. I want to read to all of us. He said, "Go, call your husband and come here." The woman answered him, "I have no husband." Jesus said to her, "You are right in saying, I have no husband, for you have." had five husbands and the one you now have is not your husband what you have what you have said is true the woman said to him sir i perceive that you are a prophet i perceive that you are a prophet our fathers worship on this mountain but you say that in jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship jesus said to her woman believe me the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know. For salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and it's now here. It's now here. When the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God, God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, he who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. <laughs> Jesus said to her, I am who speak to you. I am who speak to you. I'm here. I'm, I'm the one speaking to you. I'm here. Just then, his disciples came back. They marveled that he was talking with a woman. But no one said, what do you seek? Or, why are you talking with her? So the woman left her water jar and went away into the town. Said to people, come and see the man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? They went out of the town and were coming to him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, saying, Rabbi, eat. <laughs> It means that Jesus Christ has done the word of God to the work of God to the stand that he has not even eaten. So they brought him some food. Jesus, please eat. You see, there are some levels that we have to attain in our evangelistic ministry. That's what I'm talking about. And this woman was a woman that was trying to play hardcore. Like, mm, who are you that I have to give you this water? You know, we don't speak. We don't for the Jews and the Samaritans, we don't have anything in common. We are not friends. <laughs> we are enemies. Sometimes you go to places you preach to people and they, they are rejecting you. But let me tell you, if there are some mysteries that God, if there are some utterance, there are some level, there are some words, if God should direct you to speak to them, they will give you all the years. I'm, I'm telling you. Imagine God sending you to a village where people, people worship gods. They worship, they have their own gods they believe in. People have seen miracles. They are gods performing. But the moment you enter into that village, you are preaching Jesus. You are preaching Jesus to the, the town that almost 99% of the people worship idols. None of them know about God. None of them know about Jesus. And you are speaking powerfully about Jesus. 
I'm telling you, it can take only Jesus Christ or the Holy Spirit for the people to be convicted. But there are some level or realm. If God releases you to that realm and you are speaking and signs and wonders are following and the prophetic ministry is also attached to it, there is no way that people will reject the message we are preaching. <laughs> Imagine if I enter to such a town and the king, the king who is leading the people to worship idols or who is also a, a, an idol worshiper. God directs, directs me to pray for his or her, his son, that uh, his daughter that is sick. God directs me to pray and instantly the son or the, the, the daughter gets healed. What will happen in that town? They've been worshiping gods for years, but the, the son is still sick. The daughter is still sick. But when you appear there, God used you to heal that sick. Imagine going to places you are preaching to people. And God is using you to reveal mysteries. You are telling them their secrets, secrets or secrets that they don't reveal to people. They will believe the word that you are speaking unto them. I'm, I'm telling you. Hallelujah. I'm not saying that the word of God is the word of God is not effective without the prophetic ministry or the prophetic utterance or, or maybe the miracles. They accompany the word. The word goes before they come. Hallelujah. To, to confirm the word that we preach. Praise God. So Jesus Christ did this thing. He revealed unto the woman the mystery of the woman. The, the secret, sorry, the secret of the woman. And the woman began to believe. Ah! No, this one, you might be a prophet. You might be a prophet. Because only it takes a prophet to re tell, reveal a mystery, such a mystery. And now Jesus revealed himself to him. The woman believed whatever Jesus Christ was saying. And the woman had to even go out and speak to people. I've seen the Messiah. I've seen the Messiah. This is the Messiah. <laughs> Amen. Is it what was what's what's the prophetic ministry? What was it about? I know we have the office of it and we have the gift of it. And I'm not talking about the office. I'm talking about gift in the evangelical ministry and how important it is. The, in the Old Testament, their primary role was to make known the word of God. And this was often involved in calling people back to obedience to God. That, that was what they were doing. That was their sole aim, their, their work, what God called them to do. So they will speak the mind of God. And as they are speaking the mind of God, they are bringing people back to obedience or righteousness. And you see, there was a day I saw Bishop Dakot Bill's uh, flyer. They've written the prophet, like as his title. So I was, I, I was, I was questioning some of my friends that were around me. That, ah, that they attend like I was like, ah. But I know uh, Bishop, Ivan, uh, Bishop, that could be used to be an evangelist. Why is he using the word prophet? So I was like, ah, Charlie, our, our, is, is our father turning to different ministry or what? <laughs> so I was, I was just, I was just arguing with my friend. Then my friend took his time and explained something to me. And he let us enter into scripture. We use the MS, uh, the MSV version of Bible. We entered into the scripture and said, whoever that speaketh the mind of God is a prophet. So, so he was speaking the mind of God, the mind of God. He speaks the mind of God. Afterwards, then we entered into the, the meaning of the meaning of prophet. 
And we got to do that. Anyone that speaks the man of God is a prophet. Hallelujah. Everyone is a prophet, I'm telling you. Whether you are a teacher, you are whatever, you are a prophet. So far as you are speaking in the mind of God, but there's some level we have to uh, attain. <laughs> Praise God. Jesus said to her, call your husband and come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. <laughs> Jesus said to her, you are right in saying, I have no husband. For you have said, what you have said is true. You see, by God's grace, I've, in this evangelism or outreach works, I've, I've entered into places that are speaking the word of God to people. Some of them try to reject the word I'm speaking. Even in front of you, they are rejecting it. They are, like They don't want to accept the word because they've been hearing it over and over and over again. Besides, they, they themselves, they have tried not to listen to the word because of maybe, excuse me to say, there are diverse problems and uh, their unbelief and uh, many, many, so many, many reasons. And there are some places that I've entered. Once I was speaking, it's like I was revealing the mysteries of the person. I was, I was revealing the secrets of the person or the people, speaking to them bodily, the word of God. There was a time that I spoke to one woman in a town next to my town or close to my town. The woman started crying. She started crying. <laughs> she started crying. I asked her, but please, what's happening? Like, she was, she was grieved at heart. And she told me, oh, what you are saying is true. Said, it been, it been years that I've been to church. <laughs> I was just doing my normal evangelism, just preaching normal with my quotations that I, I always, when I go out, I preach. If John chapter this, John. but that day, like as I was speaking, it's like I was speaking more about general thing, but no, no, that I was touching the woman's secrets. I didn't know, no, I didn't know anything. That, that's the work of the Holy Ghost. And I was encouraging her, encouraging her, she should come to Christ. Maybe it's been years that you've been to you've been to church. This and this and that. God is ready to work in your life if you give Him your life. Blah blah blah. If you give Him your life, you see the woman was crying. So I was I was preaching. I was asking myself, why, why is this woman? She told me, be yes, she had been into church. And the woman gave her life to Jesus. She surrendered her life to Jesus. She said this word I'm speaking to her. She has said it several and several times. But today, she doesn't know why. Like, she believed God, God is calling her. She followed me to church. Oh, yes, she followed me. You see, when we allow ourselves for God to use us, or the Lord to use us, and as we are doing this thing persistently, the amount of message God can release us to, he, the utterance, the word that we speak, God can let you speak words. And he can let you discern to speak the right word to people in that very instant. What they, what, what they need to do, what they need to hear. <laughs> Praise God. Is the Holy Spirit within us is what conveys people to believe or accept the word we speak unto them. And sometimes this thing happens when we are when we are connected to the Holy Ghost. Amen. 
So he was convinced. She was convinced. Gave her life to Jesus. And I've been to places that I speak to people. Sometimes, by God's grace, I perceive a lot. When I see some people, I just ask them, Is there, has any man of God told you there's calling upon your life? I just ask them. I just ask them. It's like I'm, I'm led to ask. Though I've not heard the voice about it, or though maybe I've, I've not seen maybe any visual thing about it, but I just ask. Like I'm, I'm so certain that this person is calling upon the life. I ask. Most of these things that I've been asking, are like I've, I've asked about, uh, about eight people, ten people, and they all confirm, oh, it's, yes, it's true. The, the men of God say unto me that there's calling upon my life. There was one lady in my department, ICT, last month, last month, is it, okay, this month, this month, August, we're doing sports then. Uh, it was my first time speaking to her. So I, as I was speaking to her, just funny, funny, I was just joking, yeah, just making comedy. <laughs> That I just wanted to speak to her the word of God. So I chip in the word of God. And as I was speaking to her, I asked her, what are you doing for Jesus? What do you do in church? Do you go to church? She said, yeah, I go to church, but not often. I said, wow. And I asked her, what do you do in church? Do you sing? Do you, what, what do you do? Are you an usher? She said, no. I don't do anything in the church. I said, wow. Why are you not doing anything in the house of God? And I asked her, like, I asked her, do you believe, do you believe you are called? So she was like, mm, okay, I'll call. <laughs> so she was like, mm, she doesn't know what to say. I said, I mean, do you believe, do you believe that you have to do the work of God? He said, yeah, everyone must do the work of God. I said, wow, that's great. So what are you doing for Jesus? Says she doesn't know, blah, 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 blah. And I was, as I was speaking to her, like I was so certain, like I've gotten something that I was busy on. Said, I believe, I believe in my spirit that God wants to use you. So give, give God your life. Give, give your life to Jesus. Like give, give your life to Jesus as a holy vessel and he will use you mightily. As I was speaking to her, I said, and I believe that God will also take you to places. Just give him your life. Give him your life. Give him your life. I was speaking to her. I was so certain that this lady, there's something that she carries that she needs to give her life to Jesus fully before that very thing will manifest. It's like I was so certain. I was so certain in me. So certain in my spirit. As I was speaking to her, I asked her, has any man of God told you that there's calling upon your life? She said, yes, man of God. She has received so many prophecies about her life and the calling upon her life. I said, wow. I said, tell me what they said and I will tell you what. So she was like, mm, it's, a, it's a kind of secret that I don't want to reveal. I said, oh, what am I using your secret for? I said, tell me and I'll also tell you something. She told me it's the prophetic ministry. And they also told her that she'll be going to places. She will travel to places. I said, you see, is it not in alignment in what I told you earlier? Say yes. I said, what I told you is take it as a prophetic word. Jesus needs you. Give your life to Jesus. Give it to him well. 
surrender your life to Jesus and abstain from fornication. You see, this word that I spoke to her, the lady became so quiet, quiet. In fact, at that very moment, she saw me differently. She was, she became so quiet and I was speaking to her. Mm. And I prayed for her that may God use her. I said, from today, do not go and live her for the, don't go and fornicate. Give your life to Jesus. I've not seen her fornicating before, but I was so certain. It's like whatever I was speaking, I was led. She became so amazed. You see, there are so many things that God can do through men. But what he needs is persistency. The more you walk in your calling and you are faithful to God, there are more dimensions that God will release you into those dimensions. For you to speak the mind of God, the mind of God in that very moment, the mind of God. You have to speak the mind of God. There are so many great expositors, I mean, teachers of the Bible, people that they can quote so many scriptures. But suddenly, it saddens my heart that people, that a lot of them cannot speak the mind of God. Though they are speaking the word of God, but the mind of God. <laughs> At that very moment, at that very moment, yeah, the Holy Spirit wants to convince a lot of people to come into his kingdom or to come into the kingdom of our Lord Jesus. But it takes me to speak the mind of God. Speak, speaking like the, prof, the prophet, like speaking to them. This is the will of God for your life. You see, there are so many things that if you do in this in our in our evangelistic ministry, people will run to Jesus. Let me use Rad Bonky's experience. In one of his evangelistic ministry, like one of his works, the works that he did. And this word was written. I want to read it out for us. It's a kind of article, though he he, he spoke about it. But they've written it, so I want to speak to speak about it. Says so, I called an interpreter, and I said, "Get me that song leader." You see, Rabonki went to a prison. He went to do his evangelism in prison. And when he went to the prison, he met someone. He, he saw someone in the prison room, and the person was singing. The person was the song leader. So as the guy was singing, he felt something in him. And the Lord spoke to him. And that's what I want to read. He heard something. And God did something miraculous that very day. So I called an interpreter and I said, get me that song leader. I have a word for him. I have what? A word for him. Again, I have a word for him. What's that word? He came and we stood and I said to him, What is your name? He said, I'm Richard. That's the prisoner. I told him what God said. Immediately, his face was turning pale. He turned around, staring at the huge wall around us and he said, Can you see those huge trees? Very often, Hangman comes around. They take us 
one after the other to be hanged. They hung number one, number two, number three. But I was, but I have stood already three times in that queue waiting to be hanged. But any time, the but any time the ropes are to come around my neck, the hanged man will say, "We are tired today. We will come back next month." He now said to me, "They are coming back next week to hang people again," and I think I am the first in line this time. What did you say? I said, I said nothing, but that saith the Lord, you will be released and I will preach and, and will preach the gospel. That's Bonky saying to Richard. So Richard was amazed. I'm in a prison. Like, no one can escape from this prison. You all die here. There are hangmen that comes here every month. To hang people on the tree, that huge tree. <laughs> so as Bunky was telling him this, he said, "God, the Lord said you will be out of the prison and you preach the gospel." So what did you say? <laughs> say it again. And Bunky said, "I said nothing, but that said the Lord, you will be released and will preach the gospel." Let me continue. I asked for his his full name, and I left. Day after, I was carrying Richard on my shoulder every day. Lord, release Richard. Suddenly, the Holy Spirit said to me again, Go and see the governor. Talk to him about Richard. Surprisingly, the governor was anxious to see me too. Anxious to see me too. But when I arrived, he wasn't even there, but his wife was there. I said, Madam, I was in your prison and I saw a prisoner. And God said to me, that this man must be released because he is to preach the gospel. The lady said to me, it can never happen. This cannot be done. At that point, my heart skipped. Then she said, but maybe if you pay for my sons and daughters to go to school in the U.S., then I can see what I can do. I said to the lady, Number one, I have no money. I am a missionary. And number two, if I have, if I have, if I have it, I wouldn't do it. I would never pay a bribe. She got very angry and left. At that point, my heart sank. Before she left, she stopped and stared at me, and I said, "Madam, please tell your husband Richard must be released for Jesus." She looked at me angry and rushed to the door. Then I went to my car. I, then I went to my car. I said, Lord, I have infiltrated Madame. Infiltrated Madame. I am quite sure they will have their eyes on Richard now. I prayed every day with a full heart for Richard. Then one day, someone said to me, Richard has been released and want to go to a Bible school. Immediately, I said, I will pay for it. So, he went and studied. Wow. <laughs> wow. You see, Rad Bonke, we know Rad Bonke to be one of the greatest evangelists. 
He's, my, he's, he's one of my mentors, a very powerful evangelist. The Lord spoke to him. The Lord gave him a word. He said, I have a word for Richard. And what is that word, is, is, what is that word about? It's a prophetic word God gave to Bonky to speak to Richard. Though he went there to witness, he didn't go there to do, I prophesy unto you, I prophesy unto you. No, that was not the word. That was not what, why he went there. But the Lord gave him a word to speak to Richard. And that day was Richard's salvation. <laughs> Richard got saved. And Richard got out of the prison some time ago. Wow. And he became a preacher. He went to Bible, stu- Bible school. You see, the Lord wants to use us to that level to save a lot of people. When I talk about salvation, you see, this is also part of salvation. A man that was supposed to die the next day said, I'm the next person in line. I'm the first person in line and I'll be hanged. And what are you telling me? That the Lord wants to release me so that I go and be a preacher of the gospel. No one comes here and escapes. Wow. But the Lord saved Richard. Wow. The Lord saved Richard. You see, God wants to use us in that level where God can send us Personally, go to this place. Speak. This is what I want to tell these people. You are speaking the mind of God to people. And you are convicting them to come to Jesus. Now let me continue. After four years, I returned to Congo for a crusade. After the crusade was over, my crusade director said to me, Bunky, when you come down those steps, there is a surprise waiting for you. And when I came down those steps, a young, a young man came running down to me, full speed with a Bible in his hands. He came and fell at my feet, kissed my shoes, grabbed my legs, and, I, and cried. I said, hey, what are you doing? I loosed my leg and jacked him up and looked into his eyes. When I looked into those eyes, they looked quite familiar. And so I said, Richard, is it you? He screams, yes, it is me. Wow. Oh, God. <laughs> He's a successful preacher now. Or a successful pastor now. Wow. Wow. You see, God wants to use us in that dimension. Speaking his mind. Not only um, quoting scriptures. By speaking his mind to the people. Wow. You see, there was a day I was preparing seven to go and preach at one of the schools, SHS schools. After preparing the scripture, like I prayed over it in, uh, almost all the night. <laughs> because the next day I'm going to preach in a, a SHS school. And that was my second school. That was the second school I went to preach in my. Uh, in the beginning of my evangelical campus missions, I prepared someone like I believe this someone's powerful. But the next day, where I'm supposed to go and preach, I went to bath. Like I, I was bathing, I have to bath before I go. As I was bathing, I felt like the scripture that I have to go and preach. The someone have to, it has left me. See, as a preacher, any whether you want to preach, it preaches to yourself. And always it is in you, like it is in you. 
the kind of the kind of, the kind of vim or zeal you want to preach the word, it is in you. But everything left me like what has happened to me all of a sudden? Oh, maybe God is not God don't want me to go to that school to preach or what? Like the word has left me. I don't like the appetite for the word, the zeal. <laughs> I don't know whether it has happened to you before. So I I, I I just started speaking in tongues. God, what's happening? God was speaking tongues, speaking in tongues. Like, I don't have any word. Like, if I go there, I don't know what I'm going to do. It's like the power of the word has left me. The power of that very word, that very same word, that very title. God, why? God, why? So I was just speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues. All of a sudden, I felt a drop of a different word in me. It came into my so strong. And that, I remember the title of the sermon said, Return to thy first love. That day when I went to the school to preach, I changed the sermon. And I, I made it, Return to thy first love. So I wrote some scriptures down. Immediately. Because it was just a 30 minute to the time, a 30 minute to time uh, for me to go there. So I had to use that time to prepare the sermon again. And I prayed over it shortly. When I went there, to God be the glory. In fact, that day I delivered. Ha, come and see people gave their life to Jesus. And the people were just in support of the way. They know that no, they've been in church, but ha, they can see that their, their love for God is not like the first. They gave their life to Jesus. Wow. They, gave, they rushed and gave their life to Jesus. I'm telling you, this is what God wants us to do. He wants he want us to get closer to him or connected to him so that we can speak his mind to people. At that very you see, we can preach the word all the time, every day. But maybe in some particular time, this is the word God wants you to preach or speak to people. This is the main word. This is the word. This is the mind of God in this moment, at this moment, at this church. This is what God wants to tell this church. But if you are not connected to the Holy Ghost, you can't get the appropriate message that the people need at that very appropriate time. May God open our eyes. May God open up our spirits. May He give us discernment. May He unleash the prophetic gift upon our lives. See, there are some people that they can perceive so, so strongly. It doesn't need you to always see in the spirit or it doesn't always need you to hear all the time before it can move into this realm. So that you can, you can perceive strongly and that will be the will of God. I pray that may God open us up. Mm. May He unleash the power to preach and to speak His mind. May He give us that kind of utterance. And may He use us to save lives, bless lives, Thank you, Father. I pray, oh God, whatever gift that is hidden in us, God, let it manifest in our evangelistic ministry. Father, I pray for release of unction to different level, to the next level, so that we will speak like you did, oh Lord Jesus. You did unto the woman at the well. The Samaritan woman. So, Lord, I pray, give us that kind of level. We speak your mind to people and they will give their lives to you instantly, anytime you speak to them. Pray for wisdom, pray for understanding. May we grow in whatever that we do, may we grow in our ministry.
thank you, Lord, for using this platform to touch lives. Thank you for this message. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, I pray and give it. Amen. So you can follow philipquarter.com. You can follow my ministry on Facebook, philipquarter. And there are more messages that you can read on my website, which is philipquarter.com. Yeah, I write a lot of articles by God's grace. And that expounds the, the word of God. I believe as you go there and read, you'll be a blessing. In Jesus' name. Amen. Bye-bye.